Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are going to welcome Sue Chef to our show. She is an internet safety expert, an advocate, and the author of a brand new book called Shame Nation, the global epidemic of online hate. Sue, thank you so much. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. It is our distinct pleasure because we work in a medium called talk, talk radio, which often gets people very, very, very wound up. Yes. I, any, anybody in the, in the public light is, is at target for some, some good online shaming. <laughs> for sure. And uh, let's, let's talk about your own story first and uh, how you came to this point where you decided to write this book after your own experience on the Internet, which uh, led to a very large judgment that uh, went your way based upon behavior of other people. So let's start there. Right. It was back in 2003 when I discovered that I was the target of a smear campaign, and it started with uh, one disgruntled client. She really wasn't a decline. She wasn't a decline. A client, but it's uh, such a convoluted case, and that was actually documented in my second book called Google Bomb because it is a very twisted case, and and I did win the landmark case in 2006 for that. And she took it upon herself to use the internet as a legal lethal weapon, which a lot of people do today, and they just like it was in 2003 it still is today in 2017 people don't understand the boundaries of free speech online and they will use it um, as a weapon to destroy people uh, and back in 2003 through 2006 we didn't have what's called ORM online reputation management no one even knew to really maintain your online reputation People don't take the time to decipher cyber facts from cyber fiction. So if you're a radio host, if you're an educational consultant, as I am, or a lawyer, landscaper, whatever you are, they read that smut about you online. They're not going to um, use you. They're going to go on to the next lawyer, landscaper, educational consultant. No one's going to take the time to, dis- to determine if that stuff is true or false. Because, you know, Google is God. It's, it's not. It's a machine, it's, but it's run by human behavior. So some of the things that are said about you online that uh, may be unflattering can mm-hmm. can pop up right away when, when people are searching. Is that is that the crux of the issue? And the other thing that, is, it just seems to me that because people are behind a keyboard and not face to face, they often take the opportunity to uh, really dig into you. Yes. Yeah, so the keyboard has made people bigger and bolder. The once meek, meek and small person has become bold and braver behind the keyboard. Um, and, and the fact that there's lo- lack of consequences. I mean, I was fortunate to be able to file a civil lawsuit, um, which is not only extremely expensive, it's, it's an emotional toll it takes on a lot of people that are able to do this. And you also have to have the um, the conditions to do it. I mean, I had to end up closing my office. I was financially damaged. Um, and she used the right words. She called me a crook, uh, and which is a legal term uh, that I was able to sue her for. 
So I was able to take her to court. Not everyone is that, I, I hate to use that word, that fortunate that when their perpetrators go out there, they use online hate, which, believe it or not, online hate is allowed. You know, that is freedom of speech. That is our First Amendment. And it's cruelty. It's our lack of empathy in our culture today, you know, that people just feel that they they have this right to go out there and slander us. It's It's just unbelievable. I mean, look at the last political election. It, it was just horrific. I mean, how many of us out there unfriended or unfollowed not only friends but family members because of the hate that just ran down our, our news feeds? Yeah, and in cases like that, we, we often uh, toe the mark between uh, free speech and responsible speech. And I, I think that the, the line is sometimes very hard to distinguish. Can you tell me about some of the individuals who may have had contact with you after they saw what happened to you, saw that uh, you won a very large judgment, and, and said, Sue, um, is this applicable to me? Can you give us any examples of people who approached you? Well, yeah, it was right after I won that case. I mean, I was inundated with emails. You had school teachers. School teachers, you had, I had a lady that actually owned a, um, she owned a, uh, a doggy grooming center. She, one person that she wasn't pleased with the way her dog was groomed and, and almost shut down this doggy grooming center. Um, this one teacher who, of course, the, the child, uh, one of the uh, parents of the teachers, one of the parents of the students claimed that the teacher didn't treat the student right and was going online Facebook bashing the school teacher. Um, there was another, you, you get the ugly divorce issues where one parent is bashing the other parent on what a bad parent they are. And then, of course, we have the, it's, I'm not going to say recent because it was even going on back then, but not as prevalent, the revenge porn that started happening. And the websites like um, don'tdateemgirl.com and revenge porn, or not revenge porn, myex.com, the dirty. And I had so many people that were emailing me like, my ex-boyfriend put me here, my ex-girlfriend put me there, um, and how do I get it down? This is posting about me, and there's websites out there that I don't want to name. And those, most of those sites are gone now, but um, there's other sites out there that are still exist that companies get posted on. And they're like, I can't believe I've had clients that posted me on this. I had a, a, a vacuum cleaner company that said that they had a couple of disgruntled clients that almost took them down. And the funny thing is you have to remember, if you're in business for any length of time, you're always going to have a few, a few people out there that are not going to be happy with your product or services. And this is why it's so important today that we work on manage our online reputation all the time, so that when you're struck down with a few cyber bullets here and there, it's going to be okay because you're constantly building up. I tell people all the time, always ask your clients to go on there and leave you some online reviews, all of them, even the good ones, so that when you're struck down with one or two, it's going to be okay because everybody's going to understand one or two people are not going to like you. It's just that, you know, that's reality. But when you have no online no online profile and no online presence, and then all of a sudden you get that uh, that ugly, cruel person because they exist out there. You're gonna, it's gonna damage you because somebody's gonna Google you, and that's what they're gonna see. But if they see that there's like a dozen great reviews, and then you have that one person that didn't like you, they're gonna go, well, you you know, let's face it, everybody has one person that's not gonna like you, one or two. 
you understand what I'm saying? Sure. So you have yeah, to, yeah, I, mean, I get it. Yeah, it. yeah, it was from vacuum cleaners. It was doggy groomers. It was teachers. Uh, was there, there was a principal in Louisiana that was being removed from his position because of what other teachers were claiming. He swore up and down. I mean, who, who I had a doctor out in L.A. I mean, people all over from what the Internet was doing to them. Okay. Now, if, if people do find themselves in a position like that, Sue, it seems like they sought you out for advice. What kind of – you gave the advice of have some people who do know your business, know it's reputable, whatever, or you as a reputable person. But what, what other consequences can there be if somebody – um, really has never used a product or service that you do sell, and they, they falsely malign you without ever having to do it just because they're malicious. In other words, if they went out and put a, a fake... First of all, statistics show one in five people will leave false reviews about you without using your product and service. So it happens every single day. And this is the importance of keeping up with your online reviews. Is there anything you can really do? I don't know if there's, I'm not a lawyer. And this is like when all these people were like emailing me constantly back in the day, you know, back in 2006 and 2007, um, I would have to remind, and they still email me today. I remind them I'm not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. The first thing I would say is I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) Um, And then I would say you have to work on your online reputation. And if you need a lawyer, I'll give them some advice of, different lawyers that I know work with internet law, you'd have to get a free consultation. And, you know, many of these guys aren't even giving free consultations anymore. So you just have to, you have to, you know, try to go by word of mouth. I always try to get a free consultation with law to see if what's being posted about you is slanderous. But at the end of the day, you have to be proactive, not reactive. Because if you try to react to some of these bad comments online, Sometimes these people, it's, it, they're going to trigger back and even be more malicious. So it's best to, like, let it die down, let it sink, let it sink down to the second page. Don't, don't react to it. But if you do see a negative comment, take it offline. If you know it's your customer and they weren't happy with you, try to take it offline as soon as possible and make it right. That's what I say to people all the time. Yeah, that's that's a very, very good way to look at it is to just address it head on and say, I, I was not aware of this, but I'd like to, right. to well, straighten that's if, this if out with you. Well, you know it's your you. customer. You just asked me if it wasn't your yeah. customer. But if you know it's your customer, absolutely yeah. try to make it right. All Even right. if you have to give the product away, make it right. <laughs> Do you have but, um, a, Yeah, a, because a, no, because that online comment can really, it can it can damage your business for, you know, several months. Because it, it stays up, it stays up on Google. You know, don't kid yourself. The the influence of the internet is very powerful. That's why online shaming is a huge topic today. Huge. What are some other ways uh, besides trying not to react to things that you don't like to de-escalate? these problems. I, I was talking to somebody that works in uh, the newspaper industry a couple of days ago, and they, the newspapers are just filled with comments, right? And uh, this person suggested to me that if a moderator appears in the fray, people have a tendency to behave more. Do you find that to be true? To be more, behave more civilly? Yes. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that they've, they've also found that when people are using their real name, mm-hmm. they, they become more civil because that they know that that's a reflection of their character, you know, using your real full name. And a lot of these um, 
uh, newspaper columns. Well, a lot of them have even just removed comments altogether, but the ones that are keeping comments are mandating that you are a subscriber. Are re- not mandating, but requiring that you are a subscriber and you have to use your real name. Um, the other thing I, I always tell people is, you know, to limit your content. It's not limit what you're sharing. You know, remember, 15 minutes of a humorous comment is, is just, you know, 15 minutes of humor is not worth, you know, a lifetime of humiliation. So you really want to be cautious of what you're sharing. That, that's one thing I always say to people. And it, I'm not telling people not to comment because I really believe in commenting, but you have to be constructive, not combative, because, you know, your comments can really showcase who you are. So I don't, I don't believe in, like, chilling the First Amendment. I want people to go out there and express yourself, but express yourself constructively. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with having a strong debate, but doing it in a constructive way. But some of these people just have absolutely no um, constraints over their keyboard, and that's where we're that's where we're having the problem. And especially again, when you hit that like button on on a mean meme or a or a a cruel post, that's an endorsement. You have to remember that every time you hit a like, a like is is your endorsement, and people are seeing that. That perpetrates hate. Hate perpetrates hate. When does the, this become a criminal? When people are um, vicious on the Internet. What are the parameters that you've seen in the past where it goes from uh, a moment of just insensitivity to a a moment of uh, breaking the law? What have you seen? Well, I'm I'm not a lawyer, but... Um, I think when they start threatening, you know, the doxing, when they start threatening to come into your house, exposing your personal information, whether it's phone numbers and addresses, that's when you're crossing the line. The sextortion extorting you, posting, you know, personal, you know, naked pictures of you, that's all invasion of privacy. That's when your, your red flags are going up and you need to contact the authorities. Absolutely. When they're when they're posting your private information, and that was part of my case too, um, was when she started posting the private information. Uh, okay, so uh, private information. What what yeah. What does that fall it's, under? It's your home your home address. Okay. And I'll I'll share with you. It's your home address, your home phone number, and you know it's correct. The first thing they tell you to do is do not react, do not validate it, but contact the authorities. But isn't that public record? Your address and your phone number or not? It could be, but it shouldn't be on a public forum. I mean, you have to go through some, not in all states, you know, not all states have public records of your address. I mean, I know here in, where I am it is, but um, not, <laughs> everyone's going to look it up, but um, not in all states it's not. No, and phone numbers not always. You can't. How are you going to look up all cell phones? I don't yeah, think all cell, okay, cell phones. Okay, yeah, you know, you got a point on that. But I just remember the phone book had all the phone numbers in it, and that was public yeah. record. So that's what I was kind yeah. of thinking about. But yeah. who reads the phone book anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we interviewed um, California police officer uh, in Shame Nation, and he'll give you the parameters on that and how you can contact the police off the police department and what evidence you have to bring. You have to screen. You have to screenshot everything because you want to screenshot and don't forget to document the evidence and don't forget to include the handle on who's doing this and then you bring it into your police department that's very important okay and um in terms of um the future are people saying to you sue um i don't want any part of this anymore in other words do you see people that are so disgusted that they take down 
everything that they own and they just, I'm thinking a day will come when a lot of people just say, the hell with it. I'm getting off the internet. I never want to be back and I'm just going back to my private life. No, well, you know what? No, I think it's about finding that, that really nice balance, the balance. And I think what's happened is people got the internet, especially Facebook, and they got, they, they got to a point where they're all oversharing. And the oversharing is what's getting people in trouble. There was a, a UCLA study that came out last year that said people that overshare are finding that others do, do not have empathy for them, especially if they start getting harassed online or they start getting hateful comments. Those humble braggers out there, people don't like them. So what's happening, people are starting to backtrack a little bit. They're starting to mind their manners a little bit, so to speak. The other thing is Facebook offers a really nice feature called um, uh, lists. I mean, you can create lists of just your family, your friends, your cyber acquaintances, your cyber friends. You don't have to share all those photos with every single person of your friends. I mean, and that will help you to find your right balance, too. You have to remember one thing. All the, if you're if you're like 40, 50 years old and you lose your job out there, hypothetically, because I have a friend um, that lost her job at like 52 years old, and she was with the same company for 20 years. And she was one of those people that, what you're just calling, that doesn't text. She doesn't Facebook, doesn't Twitter, doesn't Instagram, nothing. Um, and you know what? She didn't get it. She could not get another job for over nine months, and it was because she wasn't online. Do you realize 57% wow. of companies out there will not hire you if they cannot find you online? The reason why, they wonder, do you have an alias? What do you have to hide? Maybe you're not that tech savvy. Career Builders says that they'd rather see a little bit of a spotty online presence of you than no presence at all. So you can't just disappear. You have to have something. Wow, you know, that's mediocre. Wow. Sue, I did not know that. That's amazing to me that yeah. these companies may yeah. dismiss you because you don't have an online. That's amazing. Yes, yes. That's why I wrote about that in my book. Going off the grid is not an option. And again, these people at 40, 50 years old, you're already going to struggle because you're competing with the young people. And let me just tell you, my girlfriend was excellent at what she does and could not get a job. I told her, I said, you at least have to have a LinkedIn profile. And she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And then eventually she did. And within 30 days, she got a job. All right. Uh, so um, this was um, yeah. amazing. And it was so great to talk to you today about uh, Shane Nation, the, the global epidemic of online hate. Sue Chef was our guest. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sue. Have a great day. You too. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 